Hello and good evening. My name is Aaron and I'm joined as always by Josh and Bob. We're the folks that help you find the method to the madness, reason in the unreasonable, and make sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out, Josh and Bob. How are y'all doing this evening? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, other Aaron. Fucking tastic. <laughs> That's I finally have a schizophrenic voice in my head for myself. <laughs> Wow, my voices sound like different people. We should we should compare notes sometime. So if you're wondering why I sounded more autistic than normal, we've been having a lot of fun with this <laughs> chat bot AI for like fucking voiceover shit. It's insane. If you want to replace Aaron with a AI chat bot, go ahead and call <laughs> us at one eight three three six 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 nine eleven. Again, that's one eight three three six 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 zero nine one one. Happy Black History Month, fellas. Oh, that's right. Uh, I What do you mean I'm all that's assuming... right? You picked the fucking well... you picked the goddamn song for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was pretty clever on my part. I, I love how you're like un- unlike the rest of mainstream media, uh you're not playing into stereotypes. You chose a black woman who can neither dance nor sing <laughs> <laughs> nor can compile a good beat. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You know what's the brutal you know, like where we don't get enough credit is like just white guys. You know how everybody always bitches that? that we made Black History Month on the shortest month of the year. Uh, yeah, they always say that. They're like, "Oh, they made it the shortest month of the year." That's how much they but care I mean, about they, black they, like, people. They just got MLK Day, so that that counts as like an extra day towards it. Well, right? not even like we. They didn't even realize that we were throwing them a solid because what we did was we maximized fat white bitches' guilt during tax season. Like, we've never given them more of a solid than we did right there. You want to talk about reparations? That's your fucking reparations. You get all your car repairs done, pay off all your fucking bills, all on some fat bitch's money that you didn't even have to do anything for. Looking great. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my theory. I think I don't think we get enough credit for that, you know. Out of all the wild conspiracies uh, we've done the, on this show, I think that's... <laughs> possibly the most unbelievable yeah i think that just might be a coincidence (laughs) nonsense that's the one i'm not buying we're a benevolent race (laughs) speaking of uh so for black history month week one uh we're gonna talk about the black people of europe the irish (laughs) oh not the moors (laughs) nope the irish even blacker um makes sense i've been digging into the potato famine what do you guys what do you guys remember learning about the potato famine in high school? Like I just want to hear the best you can remember synopsis. God, not not much. Uh literally you know that when there it was, was... No. Guess. Now I want you Se- to guess. Seventeen hundreds. Oh man. No. Yeah. No Sorry, clue. I just asked Chap GPT like thirty minutes ago, so I I, I can't get that actual number out of my head. I know that it happened. <laughs> That's like the extent of my knowledge on uh the potato yeah, so famine. My in, in school, I'm pretty sure it was like you know, one uh, line of a lecture and one line in a textbook that, that combined to mean um, everyone in Ireland was super poor at the time. So they literally only ate potatoes. And then there was uh, you know, some pestilence that uh, killed all the potatoes and everyone died. Dude, that's what is I that, thought. Is that, is that too, a good like, summary? They, they, yeah, that's how they taught to you. Like, so Irish people, they 
eat potatoes and drink distilled potatoes to get drunk. Like, you just imagine this place with a bunch of fucking redheaded hobbits that just eat potatoes all day. And then all the potatoes just died overnight from a blight. And then they all died or moved to America. That is what I learned about the potato. Families. I mean, it's 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 a classic economics problem of like not diversifying your uh, diet and agriculture and shit. So like you know, it's it's believable, right? It's well, n- well, no, we'll get into how believable it is, but <laughs> well, no, because I I mean Ireland it doesn't have like the best like cropland. I would presume like you're not growing avocados they, yes in Ireland. No. Yes and no. Okay. So they did grow a lot of potatoes. As far north. And the reason for that is they have really good farmland uh, in the east and the southeast. But in the west and north, they have really shitty rocky land. It's not good for farming, but they can grow a fuck ton of root vegetables. Mm. So they, all the farmers out there would grow root vegetables and then trade all the root vegetables to f- different ex- you know food exporters and buy all their bread and meat and butter and bullshit with that. So there was, and there was a a potato blight. I'm not going to say that that's fake. There's like laws in all different countries around Europe that changed because of this potato blight. Like they had a bunch of fucking strains wiped out. Um, But there's thousands of potato species and this affected like a handful. Like it doesn't affect all the potato species. Um, But they had a, had, they had a blight. And so it affected the economy of these, a lot of these farmers and landowners um i think there's a gravel going on though because do you guys know how here's one do you remember how many people died did they ever tell you like how many people died during the potato famine i i have no idea for for the time wait do do we ever like say when it was um oh 1845s yes yeah yeah um the 46 really but 45 is the last year without a potato famine 46 is when the potato famine starts. It's declared like it's kind of like a five year stretch of starvation and immigration. Yeah. So like how many people died in the Civil War? Uh, let's say twice as many as that. I don't know how many people died in the Civil War. Fuck. Let's I should go. feel like I, I should know. I, that. I don't either. Three quarters of a million. Hey, chat GPT. <laughs> I, like, oh, I might be spot on with the numbers then. Josh is just going like straight to his AI buddy rather than going to Google. No, <laughs> Nowadays. needs to. How many Civil War? Uh, yeah, no, uh, Bob, you history buff, you. Um, but it's estimated between uh six hundred twenty thousand and seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. soldiers and civilians. Okay, they died are claiming the double so, yeah, the yeah. people that died in the Civil War died in the potato famine. So I was spot on with the guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're both right. We're we're knocking out of the park, Josh. <laughs> Dude, that's nuts that you actually Dude. nailed that. The double the Civil War. I would have never guessed that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think of what was happening like that time in history, you know, just a few years later. A country with half the population as the United States at the time had double the people dying without cannons and guns being fired at them and marching and burning their fields. So Sherman, General Sherman burning the fields was less of <laughs> less deadly than a potato blight. That's what we're being <laughs> led to believe here. Well, they just were very very dependent on those potatoes is what I'm that's right putting that's together. what I keep trying to say now yeah and you just you just gave us the whole backstory of like root vegetables and rocky soil would like, you it adds up would you be surprised to find out that they were still exporting massive amounts of food in 1847 at the height of the potato famine 
What kind of food, though? But, like, not potatoes. You know, potatoes as well. But potatoes, cattle, uh, grain. In fact, they had they exported, like, 30% more than they had the year previous. What? They, their exports kept increasing throughout the entire potato famine, never going down. That, okay, so were they just stealing it from their citizens or something like also what kind of government did they have at the time uh i think they were under british rule possibly still okay Maybe. but yeah so the the exports keep going up so basically what i want like when you when you hear the word famine they try to put it in your head like well a disease from god came down and no one could do anything about it so like all COVID. these people starved and died <laughs> <laughs> I mean, P- pestilence is a horseman of the apocalypse. Like it's it, an unstoppable force of death. Yes, man. but then we're still exporting all the food away, and then saying, well, "Sorry, God wiped out your potatoes, so we're we're screwed here." So what? The- well, Aaron, capitalism is another horseman of the apocalypse, and it's uh, probably you know the the most serious one. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, go on. Now what? <laughs> basically what i think uh here's the the big argument here is that not i don't i think the uh, potato famine was greatly exaggerated i think that it had a huge economic impact on certain farmers in ireland especially western ireland and then there was a gigantic grabble by bankers and certain elites to evict everybody from their homes have people default on their mortgages so they could steal up all the you know just grab up as much land as possible and ship people to america now we had between a million and a million and a half irish immigrate to america in a five-year period at that time that was like seven percent of the population was just irish immigrants for in america so about 15% of their entire population either died, according to them, or immigrated. Here's the thing. The deaths, they never took death toll. They don't have records for the death tolls of these people that they claim died. What they only thing they have is to look at the demographics. And they had an estimated 8 million people, 8.5 million people in 1840. And then they had 6.5 million people in 1850. And they're like, well, about a million and a half, a million, million and a half immigrated. So between 500,000 and a million, or they keep saying a million and a half for some reason, even though that's definitely not true, uh, they died. And that's only what immigrated to America, depending on who else left, how accurate the censuses are. There's a lot of factors into they don't really know how many people actually died, but it was maximum 500,000. Pretty much. Well, they, they immigrated to America. We probably that's probably some of the best records. That is the that best records that we have. I would assume they're they're going all through Ellis Island. Yep, those are the best records we have. Yeah. Okay. By far. But I mean, that, that's who who survived and who actually entered America then, or or yeah, went to America as opposed to another country. The only other records so we have, they're, they're just like a, about this. We don't have death records, but what we do have is how much food they were exporting. Do you want to hear some stories of how much they were ex- uh, exporting during this time? <laughs> yes. Please regale us. So, in 1847, the worst year of the famine, there were 4,000 different vessels that carried food from Ireland. There were 4,000 vessels that exported food. So, they had 
an average of like 12 full ships a day leaving Ireland of exports. Um, let's go. Let's see. We had uh, the livestock exports during the famine. Uh, all of them raised except for pigs, but pig based products like bacon increased by like 10%. Uh, 10,000 cattle were exported in 1847. That was a 33% increase from 1846. Um, they were shipping 40,000 gallons of butter a week. <laughs> Holy you know, With hell. a population of 8 million. Holy shit. So, so what I'm what I'm hearing is that the uh, potato famine is less serious than COVID because COVID actually shut down ports and some international trade. <laughs> Oh yeah. So what what's the the gravel here exactly? Is it like they could have made more money exporting that food elsewhere than they could have by selling it to the locals and they wanted to well, kind of force that issue? They're like, "No, we're just going to sell it and fuck you guys." Like, if you don't like it, starve or move. Yeah, so the argument is there's only really two possibilities here. It's a one it paints a picture of Oh, they had a much more diverse food supply than we were led to believe as children, where we thought they were just boiling their potatoes, you know, <laughs> and every day, and they just had no food and ran out of food. That's not the case. There was lots of food in Ireland. Um, the The two possibilities then become, since the kind of myth of the just potatoes is, like, verifiably false, is... The government and these shipping exporters and these different farmers and the and the well mostly the government didn't do anything to counteract the measure. They let the famine effects happen. They didn't mm. buy up any of the food. They didn't start shifting and having grain sent to Western Ireland. They were actually still exporting food out of Western Ireland, uh, the place where the famine was so hurting people the most. What I'm wondering about that is uh, you and Bob keep saying that they were exporting food from Western Ireland. They they were shipping it out of the country and not giving back to the citizens. Um, the, the food's coming from farms run by people. And I, I assume in 1840s, 1850s, Ireland wasn't just like a conglomerate of two factory farms that worked with the government right? or like were government affiliated or owned or anything. Right. Right. So like the, these were individuals who had control over the food and made the, the choice or had some contractual obligation to uh sell it off to you know via port and to another country right yes what, what, what's the actual situation there? greedy landlords but josh you got the you f figured it out landlords are the problem they're the ones that uh no the, like the the farmers yeah they were selling their crops still for sure but but the real argument is that western ireland was affected more because they were growing the most root vegetables whereas other places that weren't affected as much were being greedy assholes and selling off their crops and the government wasn't buying any of the crops from them to give to the citizens who were going to starve to death okay okay that, that's the picture's coming together yes that's kind of that's kind of the most likely situation but one of the things they were trying to create is a scenario where they could ship off all the fucking workers so what you'd end up having is you have like a landowner and he would rent out a bunch of cabins to workers then the blight hits not able to pay them has to evict them then when he evicts all his workers and is just trying to make ends meet he can't quite make ends meet defaults on his mortgage bank comes in grabbles the land 
basically that's what was like the goal. They just wanted to do a land gravel for people with mortgages that they used a tragedy to steal a bunch of land and so the bank would own their land. Um, never let a good tragedy go to waste. The other good thing is <clears throat> there was a bunch of different Irish groups that got that were trying to get as many Irish people to move to America as possible because they got a humongous voter base in America and were and stayed very important for a long, long fucking time. Like they got the, I, the amount of Irish people we have in America is why John F. Kennedy was president and shit like that. Um, the first Catholic president. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the story of the potato famine, but like the, I just wanted to go over that. The, the, sad thing about this is that there's such poor documentation it's hard to delve into more but they definitely exaggerated the deaths you're looking at like half a million as the max that could have died but they just say it's like twice that or triple that for no reason and they're doing hmm. it based on just the fact that the irish population went down by two million so they're like ah half to three quarters starved to death fuck it like <laughs> really phoned it in on that um wait aaron 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 did you miss um the irish folk musician uh woodford mcgutherson that was hired to go sing or did you just not understand the the gaelic lyrics he was singing about the, the potato family yeah, yeah they have they, the... they, they have like a whole like two albums about the whole event and situation yeah, when I, the pope was like... sponsoring uh photographers to go around and take they actually they did that actually a little bit they took pictures of like cops <laughs> just posing with like people, and they're like, "This is cops evicting people from their home in the midst of the famine." Like, there's like three shitty photos. <laughs> the, well, I'm not kidding. That's kind imagine, of like imagine really the days. That. Imagine the days when you could take like one of the the Greta Thunberg pictures, uh, hanging out with the cops, and like people would believe that the cops are actually doing something bad. <laughs> See, like it. It seems kind of like interesting to me because like the potato famine, I feel like was documented much much more effectively in like modern like or back then modern culture and like literature and stuff like that because obviously there wasn't like a news media we're not pulling like they weren't keeping death records obviously back back and like they were in some places like they like that's wasn't uncommon to keep death records it's just they didn't they don't have any like they just don't have any Hmm. Well, I, I read a book uh, by Johnny O. Steinbeck, um, The Potato... <laughs> Come on, The Potatoes of Wrath. That's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it, Josh. <laughs> and he, he said that a million and a half people died. It's very Dust bully. Like, they exaggerated the tragedy for for grabbling. Like, but it's hard to sh show exactly who benefited from the gravel because there's so much documentation missing. Um, and it just seems more, and it's also, it's, it's almost 100% not just some, like the blight itself wasn't nearly as crippling as they make it out to be. And it was more about like corrupt businesses and government in bed with each other, fucking everybody over that got, that did get affected by the blight. Um, more than it's just this un, un, manageable famine that dropped from the sky and wiped out their only food stuff you know like that's that part's bullshit kind of kind of the, the next question with this is uh bob and i had a similar experience of knowing pretty much nothing about the no details about the event coming out of our uh quality you know k-12 education 
Um, and I'm wondering why they wouldn't teach about it more. Because, I mean, like, like you mentioned, there's not great documentation for a lot of the specifics of what went on. But uh, th there still is a pretty you know, clear-cut story to tell there. It's not too complicated to just miss or leave it up to interpretation. And also, like you mentioned, it, it can be a good uh, example in history for why social programs and welfare and stimulus checks would have been a good solution <laughs> Uh, and are good solutions today for um, you know the various unpredicted economic downturns such as uh, you know viruses and uh, fam yeah. and blights. Uh, I get what you're going it. for. It does seem like a missed opportunity for like the fucking government people. But honestly, I think that it's one of those things where they wrote it forever that just like, yep, there was nothing we could do. The British government was not the bad guys. We were great. The end, and and we just told it that way forever, and I don't even know why we teach it in school to begin with. It, there's almost no reason why, other than yeah, why? <laughs> why even implant Josh and I with these ideas. It's like there was a famine, some people died, everyone ate potatoes, they all their potatoes went rotten, and they couldn't eat them, so they all died and immigrated. I, it's like no, Bob, that, Bob, that, it's, it's it's leftover from when everyone was racist against Irish people. Uh, and they, they just put it in there to make fun of them and laugh at them dying and call them potato suckers. And like it kind of gently got softer. The story got softer and softer over the years until we just got the watered down version we have now. If you're in learning American history and shit, the, the one important part that they kind of leave out, they talk about Irish people immigrating, but you don't get a sense for how much of our population was made up of just yeah, Irish insane. people. Like mm -hmm. talk about how they're like 10% of our population was just fucking Ireland just evacuating a quarter of their population in within a five year span. Like that's nuts. Like a the lot whole of them, fucking country of Ireland left. A lot of them sold through indentured servitude as well. Like tons it, of that, dude. That's how they yeah. afforded the ticket over and shit. Well, well, Aaron. Also, ten percent of the U.S. population um, in a five year period, all coming through Ellis Island. How many of them in those five years are going to have left New York City or the surrounding area? Like, it's, it's going to be hyper-concentrated to where it's like 30% of that population or 40% of that population is then Irish for the next decade. Yeah, it fucking turned into gangs in New York. Like, fucking, <laughs> so like a Willy Wonka land of fucking Irish people. I have a solution to this with our bad Josh and I's like bad history and recollection of, of these things. No, me too. I had the same bad history. Month. That's why I looked into it. We should dedicate a whole month, pro probably this month, to studying yeah, Irish yeah, history. Yeah. I think that's very All right, pertinent. I agree. Black History Month's over. Sorry, guys. It's Irish <laughs> History Month now. Whites win again. I mean, it's a story of indentured servitude. It's it's relevant. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. The real yeah. slavery. You know, you're right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Start a new trend. All right. So yeah, sorry, I don't have a specific uh, a specific bad guy or grabbler, but it's uh, it's just a really odd thing we learn in history, and we're taught an exaggerated, a simplified yet exaggerated version of it, and they give you a real sense for something that's complete bullshit, which is like they were just an island of leprechauns eating potatoes all day, and then all the potatoes died. Like that's <laughs> not what caused the tragedy <laughs> at all. I'm just. So I'm trying to think too, because the um, just a couple decades earlier in the the mid late 1820s, the Bank of England had gone through um, you know a, a run and a recession for a while, 
Uh, and then they were in a recession for a while. So I'm wondering if uh, there's kind of any context coming out of that, if if Ireland indeed was under Britain at the time, for why they were so aggressively trying to uh, buy up the land. Oh, probably, dude. They probably saw that as a great opportunity to make a mint. Let's just fucking steal a bunch of land from people who can't afford their mortgages. Like, we'll make it so they can't afford their mortgages because, oh, sorry, your your cash crop died this year. I guess you're fucked forever. I guess you got to move to America and be a slave, faggot. Like, I guess no. It, yeah, it's, it's the story of so a couple of decades earlier, they, the banks lost all their money uh, investing on or having giving out loans to people who are going to America uh, and go use that land there. And when you know a lot of that was fruitless or didn't yield money back to England, they lost their investments. They're like, we have good land right here. We just need to find a way to take it. And uh, they succeeded, it looks like. And now we have the Ireland of today with, uh, I don't know what the situation was after that, but I'm, I'm sure, you know, the, the average farmer was worse off. Well, I mean, yeah, it is I a, mean it's, it's a pretty oh, good go idea to get rid of Europe's inwards, too. Like, you know, just reduce that population in Europe. <laughs> well, like, one of the things that shows that it's on purpose, too, like, um, so in 1799 to 1800, they had a, they had a, like food shortage and the government placed a, an embargo and a temporary embargo on the export of potatoes. So they wouldn't allow the export of potatoes for like a year and a half, two years uh, so that people wouldn't starve to death. Uh, in 1860 and 1821, the British government organized the shipment of grain into areas in the West of Ireland where there were food shortages. Um, so they, they fixed the problem before. They just, They've done okay, it before. Okay. They just let right, it this is a this fucking time and then <laughs> pretended it was this catastrophe that was unavoidable because that's what government officials do so that the people don't chop their heads off. Like, they just, they, they took a real situation and went, finally, a tragedy that we can capitalize on. Fuck them. Get a quarter of those Irish assholes out of here and let's take all their land. That's 100% what they did. I'm buying it. I think I'm buying it. Yeah, that's all that ha- that's all that happened. This was not more special than different food shortages. There right. was a literal blight on a few species of potatoes. Then they pretended that that was the apocalypse. So they could steal everybody's shit. Yeah. So uh, the the question then too is um, how many how many people do you think actually died, Aaron? Who uh, honestly, who knows? The maximum amount if every unaccounted poor person is died of starvation. And they kept very accurate. Their, their estimations of population is very accurate. Maximum half a million died. And I really fucking seriously doubt that that many people died, especially in that day and age where it was an agrarian society. I don't think that many people died of starvation. Um, it just, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think there was a lot of, they're not they're not counting Irish people that escaped to England or Scotland. And it, like yeah, we have a mil a, we have a nearly a million and a half that moved to America. That doesn't mean the other 500,000 didn't go anywhere else and died. Like yeah, we had some good record we kept some good records about Ellis Island, but that's not the only place they went. I think that a lot of people left their homes cuz they got evicted convicted by the government and that's it like i don't think people were just starving to death in the streets and they have no record to to actually make that claim they just say well the the demographics went down so that that many people starved 
the the, rec- the records is always a problem too. I was just talking to this French guy and. He was telling me that, especially in the 1800s, that Irish people were too stupid to get government-issued IDs. So, <laughs> in, in that, <laughs> but, oh, I can't. <laughs> so obviously, they're not going to have a good record of who's alive and who's dead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like the uh, the effort, Josh. Uh, Happy Black History Month, everyone! No, Irish History Month. Thank you very much. Oh, now I get the joke. Oh, they, yeah, God. they don't know where the DMV is. No, I get, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know what threw me off is the French guy. He started with a French guy. I don't know. Well, I was trying to think of like the who, high who class, are the liberals, the liberals of, of Europe? Europe for the yeah, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I I almost made it sound like a real story there for a second. Oh, I knew it wasn't a real story. I just didn't get the punchline. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> All right, here they guys... didn't even have internet back then. They had no access to internet. Didn't know where the DMV was. <laughs> Couldn't get their state issued potatoes. What Fucking... a bunch of retards in the eighteen fifties. Right. What are they black or something? <laughs> All right. Let's get off of blights of the past and move on to the blights of the present. Um, Perfect. So I brought in, I found a story, uh, I found this on the Gateway Pundit, actually. And there are claims circulating around the internet saying that the tractor supply chicken feed has reportedly causing uh, egg laying to stop in chickens. And so there's a little bigger, like, deep dive here. The popular producer's pride chicken feed sold by a tractor supply chain has been recently altered uh, and that its new formulation causes chickens uh, chickens to stop laying eggs saying that there's less protein um, in them so how, how much about chickens do you guys like actually know like because they require a certain amount of daylight well they require a certain amount of daylight to produce eggs if they don't get that then they're not going to produce eggs right okay y- you do know that about them I mean, we let them outside when I we had right. laying hens my whole childhood. Okay. Um, we had an outdoor area for them, so yeah, they would go outside. So I guess I did. I don't think I knew that tidbit, but yeah, I would. I would say don't keep an animal cooped up in a little thing, especially when I eat their product. Right. You don't want them to become diseased monsters. Yeah. Uh, farmer sources report that they are seeing a much greater than normal reduction in egg production to the point where many report that hens are laying zero eggs instead of merely a reduced laying frequency. Um, so they go in and they actually deep dive into the company that makes these things, uh, that makes the feed. Uh, a spokeswoman for the company said that that there's absolutely been no changes to our premium food formulas whatsoever. It's all non GMO stuff of like blah, blah, blah. But they actually dig into uh, the CEO and the board members of tractor supply company. And also like the feed company it's uh, tractor supply CEO, uh, Hal Lawton based in Nashville, Tennessee, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that, that, this just breaks down how big Tractor Supply is. Tractor Supply is a board of directors composed of 10 individuals. One of them is Joy Brown, is a former executive of Vanguard and an index fund with $5 oh. trillion under management. <laughs> the three big index funds, Vanguard, BlackRock, and uh, State Street, uh, are basically like leading the, like, the, the world economics, basically. Uh, so he has oh, yeah. they a run background. Everything. So they have a board member that has a background in one of those places 
Um, another current Tractor Supply board member, Thomas Kingsbury, brags about implementing ESG initiatives while uh, he was an executive at Kohl's. So uh, it just What's gets weirder. ESG? From, uh, yeah, environmental social governance. Oh it's the um, it's the investing. It's it's kind of been around for a while, but it's taken on a new meaning in the last couple of years. Of course, where um, it, it's exactly what it sounds like. Where uh, if you check some boxes and uh say the right things you you get some extra investment bucks yeah it, it it's mostly for like um companies that are are on like they're that are publicly traded right josh and if, if you check yeah, yeah, it's, it's if you check thing. these it's, it's essentially climate change like initiatives it's like oh you do this to reduce your greenhouse gases you do that to do it and, and stuff like that and then uh you, it'll open the door for more investors into your company basically yeah, um, I mean the, the the tricky part is the gov- the governance where that's it's very in line uh, nowadays with the World Economic Forum and like they're, they're one of their big points is um, advising governance and uh, the the public private sector crossover. Um, so that, that's kind of where it's uh, you know apart from just climate change stupid stuff where it becomes uh, nefarious. Wait, did they find anything incriminating other than these people being obviously CEOs of fucking hellish fucking global elite? homos that are well running everything the the source of these claims are just like people like on twitter and tiktok being like i've never experienced this there's like this like quick little video here that they give like a snippet of but it's it's very long-winded i I have a i have a theory but i want to hear some snippets first oh you want to hear what this lady has to say yeah i want to hear what they say real quick in nearly 30 something years of raising chickens i have never gone without eggs not even just one and since before Halloween, I have not gotten a single egg until about a week ago. And I switched when was the this feed video? that I was getting. Um, January 22nd, 2023. And I wonder when this interview was she said before. So for she didn't get eggs since, for two months. Yeah, about like two and a half months. Like October, or, or yeah. That's if the interview was done like on the fifteenth, and they got the article out the next day. And well, this was posted. Well, her timeline's basically two months. She wasn't getting eggs for two months. Giving so. two months is a long time. I no longer am feeding chicken feed. I have switched my girls to goat feed, steel cut oats, black sunflower seeds, and goat feed. So, yeah, these are the claims. Uh, and then they go into the facts where it's like, well, they might have changed the feed or whatever. And, and then they start digging into, like, the companies that are supplying the feed. And so th- this is where we get into, well, things are starting to get uh, nerve-wracking on the food industry front. Because, well, a, a, eggs have hit, like, an all-time high. There have, they, had oh, yeah, to kill, crazy. they had to kill a bunch of chickens for whatever, like, an outbreak broke out even even yeah avian flu broke out they had to just fucking put down millions of fucking chickens uh to save everyone's the third lives. largest one just burned down yeah one farm. one just burned down yeah it's, i saw that it's pretty bad out there and now people are saying that their their chickens aren't laying any eggs albeit it is there's, there's some artificial like quote-unquote chicken cartel stuff too i'm forgetting the actual story though uh, okay well i mean okay I'll, I'll ha- i have a theory at the end of this too because it seems kind of obvious to me Okay, but let's get into one of the board members here. Uh, Andre Hawax is a former executive of ConAgra. 
which has been criticized for using genetically modified organisms to change the genetic composition of its food with um, dissent voices, say, causes uh, sterility. And they actually produce something called suicide seeds or terminator seeds, seeds that wouldn't produce plants that would produce more seeds in return. So they had to, they would force farmers to come buy more seed off of them rather than yeah, using what they had. No, no, see, I, no, I actually read a little bit about that for my topic. And um, traditionally what's actually done is that th those, the suicide seeds, terminator seeds didn't properly catch on and they, they use regular reproducing plants and seeds for, for most crops these days but they just don't replant the seeds they have. They have like contractual obligations to the seed group, the, the the people who sell seeds. Oh, that's reassuring. So it, it's it's uh it's more of an artificial contractual thing than they have to. Uh, from from what I read, I also read that there are like fifteen hundred peer reviewed uh, essays that say that GMO foods are entirely safe, or peer reviewed uh, studies. Mm. Okay, and so the last board member. Uh, the big tie-in to this last board member, Mark Weichel, Weichel uh, was the president of Victoria's Secret from 2003 to 2007 for four years. Victoria's Secret is owned by Leslie Wexner. During the period from 2003 to 2007, uh, as reported by the New York Times, the best journalism in the world, Jeffrey Epstein had a power of attorney document that allowed him to hire, manage, and fire all of Wexner's employees and manage all of his finances and entities, um, which is kind of weird. So that that's the last like little like bit of like this whole thing. So there's not a, a huge amount of evidence. There is a, an egg shortage. There is a chicken shortage, but there's not a huge amount of evidence to like actually them changing the feed and the feed causing them to stop laying eggs. My yeah, theory okay. is that we just had a huge fucking storm roll through like the entire United States for a very long time. Like it rained. It never does this here in California. It rained for like a month and a half here. We didn't see the sun for a month and a half. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like if if it's cold and there's no sun, it's all cloudy. Like you're not going to get many eggs. Like I don't know what people are bitching about here. That must have been traumatizing, Bob. Do you need someone to talk to? Oh, what the rain. <laughs> it was i i loved it but apparently the chickens hated it oh, so okay i'm like well okay i don't think this reporter or like someone is not picking up the cues here like just the yeah we've had unusual weather like unusual cold cold spell uh with like crazy storms and also the egg prices went crazy high so everyone's going full schizo mm -hmm. so like you're having all these people with just these with this anecdotal evidence, which is the best evidence, but the their kind of their proof is just trust me, bro. I, I trust me, bro. I didn't get any eggs. Everyone should be scared about the eggs. Like a little bit of this just seems like schizo well, posting. And th and then she started getting eggs again once she switched to goat feed for chickens. Right. Yeah. But, but also, also the storm the led up. Storms Practically happened. scientific. Yeah. <laughs> Everything stabilized after that point. So, and this is another thing that I found in tandem with the egg. Uh, with this cons conspiracy. I, I didn't look it up, but it comes from PubMed and it's titled Chicken Egg Yolk Antibodies uh, Block the Binding of Multiple SARS CoV 2 Spike Protein Variants to Human <laughs> ACE 2. I, I still so, think that no, that's they... schizo posting too. That's just <laughs> yeah. so that they can scare no, no, you about no. the eggs more. Well, that's not scaring it. No, this, but should, that... this, this should be a pretty standard thing because um, they. 
they traditionally or not infrequently have um some some form of egg product in uh flu and i think some of the covid vaccines really um because i remember there are a bunch of allergic there are a bunch of allergic reactions and they came out okay and uh, and they they were advising people who have egg allergies not to take them and uh i i nobody don't has remember egg if I allergies. It up or, stop it what are you talking I, about I don't, I don't know what whatever the situation if was, you're allergic to um, eggs kill yourself just kill yourself and don't breed yeah i i don't know if i remember looking up or also if you're lactose intolerant <laughs> but um apparently yeah chicken egg yolk or it, it must be the egg yolks and the antibodies yeah. in those is what they actually implement into the vaccine production so i i don't think this is anything new it could be but I don't but think the reason is. that this is po- like popping out like this article is like oh my god is because everyone can't stop talking about fucking eggs right now so they're like ooh, let's show everybody that eggs are actually the cure to covid and it cures your myocarditis by breaking up the spike proteins. And then people are like, that's, oh, my God, that's why they're getting rid of the eggs so that they can kill us with heart attacks. Like, it, it's schizo porn. That's what this is right now. How dare you? It's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it mostly is, too. Uh, because there is a push by, like, mainstream media to, like, you know, to be heart healthy. You're not supposed to eat the yolk. You're just you're just supposed to eat egg whites, which is fucking not a real egg. That's like you know. No, that's terrible. Point. That's not no. the healthy part. Yeah. Yeah. The yolk is the healthy. Missing all the nutrients. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So like you know, I think there's some. I don't know if there's actual scientific evidence if like eating eggs can actually prevent you for like. I don't eat eggs like hardly ever. I never got COVID, so it's like I can't be a, a you know a test subject on that regard. But I do feel like they they are coming after protein like animal proteins and they are definitely oh, coming after you know like livestock and and hens and fucking eggs and shit like that but you know i think it's just normal basic healthy food and i don't know if it's a cure for for covid or like a deterrent to like the spike protein that, that might be a little ridiculous just eat normal eggs kidding. don't eat egg whites that's dumb you're dumb if you do that most of this food shit almost seems like those like those three investment firms you're talking about vanguard blackrock and State, state whatever yeah state um, street yeah state street like i i wouldn't be surprised if all the food shit is just them like they literally hire people to burn these places down because they don't own enough of it yet and they're trying to like dr- like buy up more of the food market or like or or they owned enough of it now and they want to turn a bigger profit by being able to control the food prices more by uh decreasing supply on purpose so that they can fucking start charging astronomical fucking prices on food like i i mean it's that, literally that so be. one nerd can make an extra five percent or something like i, I mean, i'm it, not even kidding it totally could be but it always reinforces the idea that you should have your own land have your own livestock have your own chicken laying eggs you know have all Having that your own yourself food supply yeah. is the only way to be able to like recession proof be food independent like if if all of a sudden you're like i can't afford eggs because they're 12 dollars a carton which i saw the other day they're closer to 14 dollars a carton in california fucking christ Um, what california's fucking hell dude you can't get out of there (laughs) you can get a normal pack for like four dollars but like you can get like the organic cage-free non-gmo stuff that like the hippie shit for like 14 if you like want to pay premium yeah Yeah, like the 18 pack here is like six bucks okay it's like third it's like three eggs for a buck which yeah, is fucking I, I, nuts I, I can it used still, to be 10 yeah. cents 
yeah, I can still get like a, a price like that, but it's still like Jesus Christ. I, I don't have a huge egg diet. Uh, you know, I don't eat a lot of eggs, so it's like it's not that big of a deal for me. I should. I so definitely good. should. <laughs> They're bland for the most part, but except for the yolk. That's why you cook them with stuff. I, I understand that, Josh. All right. Well, also, that's my schizo okay. posting for the night. Then fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> the only thing I disagreed with was fucking the end part where you said eggs are bland. You fucking retard. <laughs> the egg so whites. Good. That's why I have a thing against people who yeah eat don't egg eat whites. egg whites. It's like, it's like the what worst part. Fucking... Check of the egg. <laughs> you it's dumb belly girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my schizo posting then. What do you got for us, Josh? Um, Aaron and Bob, I don't know if you were aware. Um, and I, I feel like uh, talking to you for a few years at this point on the show, I might have gotten some hints of you know evolution, evolution de- denial, uh, denialism uh, from at least the Aaron side of the room. Yeah, I'm a but, big um, denialismer. <laughs> uh, deniest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> the uh, the foods we eat today weren't always like this, and it's not just like the last you know. 50 years of GMOs and genetically modifying foods and uh, crispering our uh, grapes to glow and taste like candy. No, 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 no. It's been been hundreds of years, uh, apparently. I, you, you might have seen this before, but you'll I've occasionally come across one of these articles where it's uh, like, oh, here are pictures of what the foods used to look like versus what they look like now. And it'll show that, um, oh, corn like used to not have kernels and like really be edible at all. So now we have these, uh, through whatever magic of selective breeding, we have corn with these d- bright, juicy kernels that taste great. I see yeah. these on TikTok a lot where they like show this exactly what you're show- about to show here with this watermelon. Like where wa- a wild version of the fruit is just like this pathetic fucking inedible thing. I yes. feel like... Some of this is horseshit. This isn't uh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> what kind of wa- like modern watermelon did they take a picture of? <laughs> it's like a well, yeah, that, that too. I do feel like abomination. <laughs> well, yeah, that yeah. modern watermelon doesn't look great. But the this picture in your head what an actual watermelon looks like. I agree that we definitely get like bigger versions of stuff, and like it does change somewhat when we you know breed it a certain way, but. I think they're also showing you like almost like a different species of plant when they're showing you some of the wild they, shit. Yeah, they have like, to be. Just to fucking try to prove their point like, oh, Monsanto is the best. We wouldn't have any edible food before them. Like, But anyways, go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. I didn't want to blow up your spot. But that's I've seen this a bunch of times and it makes me think it's bullshit. So I'm glad you do- dove into it a little bit. Yeah, I, I think you were... You're onto something, Aaron, definitely. <clears throat> I mean, you look at this picture of a wild watermelon, and as opposed to it, it looks like it has, uh, you know, kind of cross sections of rind and little swirls of like just a tiny bit of fruit. Like maybe you could get like a, like six bites out of a whole watermelon. Yeah, they took a picture of it. It basically looks like the shittiest thing you've ever seen. Like you couldn't. You you could get like you said six bites out of this entire watermelon. It it looks like you know like the the rind or whatever from like uh the the stuff that holds like the orange together those little like little strands. It looks yeah, like there's yeah. way too much of that inside the watermelon, like way more so than like that's in the orange. 
It's just they made it look like dog shit on purpose, though. There's but, something but also, agenda here. They say a wild watermelon from a crop in the 17th century painting. Like, like this is the reference that yeah, we yeah, get. Okay. That's yes. How do they know it's not a different the... fruit altogether? If it's a 17th century painting, what are they talking about? That is one of the first red flags that I, I ran into with this. Is um, if you'll scroll down too, you'll see that uh, multiple of uh, for for multiple of these fruits and vegetables, the evidence they use is from historical art. It's not like an actual photo, or uh, it's not like intended to be an actual horticultural record. Oh my god! So that's that's to to begin with. That that was one potential issue. Um, so I think the the watermelons and the the tomatoes specifically. I think that that corn too. That's like that's a diagram. That's not a real photo. Yeah, and why the wild carrot makes me laugh so hard because it's like it, that yeah, could be any are, root. That could just be a root. The, <laughs> for one, yeah, they're not showing you, but there you can't tell me there is no big carrots. That's fucking stupid. Like people have been eating root vegetables for fucking thousands of years yeah even like right right before the show i did a did a quick search when when Aaron was talking about potatoes i'm like oh uh, i wonder if potatoes were all that different back in the past do a little search um that, that's another thing too is uh wild versions of most of these fruits and most of these crops still exist and still exist like in their original region where they're from um kind of un uh undomesticated unselectively bred over time so they don't need to be using these like obscure, terrible photos and pictures of drawings for what these fruits uh, supposedly looked like in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was something of potatoes too. Where, uh, potatoes actually didn't change much over time. You look, uh, I think, wild Andes potato and uh, Andean wild potatoes is um, uh, you can find where they originated from, and they look pretty much the exact same as potatoes now, just a little bit smaller and a bit more variety in color and shape, but. You know, they're still very edible root vegetables. They're not like they're not a little piece of bark. Yeah, they try to show a, you like a twig. It looks like rind. they're trying to paint this picture that everybody before 1890 fucking just chewed on sticks all day, and that's how they survived. <laughs> like that's the it is what they're trying to paint for the picture of the past. I like the eggplant one because it gives you an even more uh, wild eggplant, and like the 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 bush itself is just covered in like thorns and spikes everywhere it's like the driest leaves you've ever seen in your life like it's like the most dude any fruit you're picking off of a fucking plant that's that brown and dying is not like (laughs) you when you're picking it like (laughs) that was the same ever been like oh thank god for this eggplant fucking bush where uh all the leaves look like they could go up in flames at any second if somebody like breathed a hot breath on it yeah like (laughs) Well, Aaron, I'm, I'm gonna skip a, skip ahead a little bit because uh, yes, Bob. Uh, I was gonna say because the the picture of the wild tomatoes that we were looking at is literally like they plucked like a, a branch off of like the stem <laughs> and then just laid it on the ground to dry for two days and then like, like take a, a picture of. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they and all all the art. If you look up like articles of uh, how fruits and how crops used to look. They they repeat the same photos, so these same pictures in pretty much all of them, like between a, a dozen different websites. That zucchini and or whatever they're the, the fuck worst that is. pictures. I've seen that picture exactly a thousand times. The zucchini. Which one? No, I don't know if it was a zucchini. Go up. Like the eggplants. Like, it looks like a zucchini right egg, there. Eggplant. Modern eggplant. That's yeah. the egg, the cho- yeah chopped up. Egg, yeah, yeah. Um, so 
I I dug into the watermelons because they that's uh I, I want to see what actual wild watermelons looked like versus the painting, and uh, I'll put a couple pictures in chat of the, so their watermelons are originally from Egypt ish um, Africa. Uh, have been known for thousands of years at this point and there there are a bunch of wild variations um uh, there's there's also the part two uh, where a lot of melons are pretty similar like we, we have a bunch of different types of melons already so if you look regionally around the world you're going to find a lot of things that are pretty similar to watermelons or uh, in, in at least external appearance um some of them too oh i had another one i'm not sure um did they have any of these cut open these wild ones uh yeah I I do have a picture of that I'm trying to oh I see one that you have cut open that's a wild one that's yeah. cut open there that that is yes that is wild ones it looks there. just like uh, the fucking ones we eat at the store it's fine with like well that where yes. the the rind is like a little thicker that's about it there we go yeah uh, there there are some wild ones too that that are um green on the inside uh the not like bright red like you'd expect um some of these are slightly different species uh the wild watermelons. Um, are supposed to be the same species or the actual direct um, direct genetic line have a direct genetic line to modern watermelons but um so i didn't find that you know there there was uh some that looked very similar um some that looked kind of similar but weren't quite there um then i came upon something uh pretty darn interesting um let me share these pictures in chat um, do any of these look at all like the painting of the wild watermelon? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. But it also looks like fucking like hairstyle from like Jojo's that Bizarre Adventure. One. What's that? What? What is it? Are they doing fruit art? And that's what that person. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking here. So uh, yeah, it's it. It was. There is some inconsistency in finding good photos where some of them are like carved into, but um. These aren't even wild watermelons. These are regular watermelons that, one, aren't ripe yet, and uh, <laughs> two, sometimes have a hollow heart uh, defect to them. Um, so <laughs> the supposed wild wild watermelons that we're, we're banking our whole faith on that that's what people used to eat uh, in the 1700s um, aren't necessarily any different from the current watermelons we eat now they just weren't grown under good conditions or the the ones here were picked way before they were right yeah because like some rich noble was like i want a fucking watermelon in the like in the middle of the off season give one to me and then they fucking threw it into a painting or something like that it's like that that's that's what happened with like that dumb very dumb like picture that that article had yeah these look yeah they just look like they're underdeveloped like they're still they shouldn't have plucked them and 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 served them. So. That's exactly the case. That that's it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that that's watermelon. I've I've a couple other examples too. Like the 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 corn was one that stood out because what the picture they show um of the teosinte which uh, corn is um evolved from is like entirely it it doesn't look anything like corn. It doesn't resemble corn at all. There's no like cob to it. There's no they're like a single line of five kernels uh inside a pea pod and they they call that the uh the progenitor of corn um and but teosinte is still like it's still something that grows in the wild in mexico today so uh you know and you can look up the you know, photos of uh of stuff that actually grows okay and there are versions that have actual yellow kernels in cobs and look pretty regular uh just through a photo of chat um, these will all be in the show notes as well. 
but um <clears throat> like that that uh at least in chat resembles actual corn not that uh you know green pea pod yeah exactly and like sweet corn that we had here is more like a north american corn because the european corn was dog shit yeah so they're just taking like like different variety of 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 these vegetables and they're just like being like oh this different variety was back then but in 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 reality we we had both of them and we still have both of them they're just from different regions yes. yeah exactly yeah. exactly <sighs> Oh, so God. they're going out of their way. This is how much these they how disingenuous they always are. Is they go, oh, look at what the wild version of this was, and they find the shittiest version of it they possibly can on the planet. That's some somehow called a carrot, <laughs> even though it's nothing related to the carrot that you know. And then they go, they don't brush oh, the dirt this off is of what it. it used to be. Yeah, they did wash <laughs> exactly. Then they, well, the, yeah. oh, you want an eggplant? This is what eggplant looks like. When the bush has been dead for fucking six months Weeks. and we, <laughs> yeah, like, fuck you, dude. Stop being such a liar to shock everybody. Like, it's fucking annoying. And, you know, it'll drive people crazy. Like, the people that fell for um, was, like, the Liver King antics that were, were all about, like, returning to the roots, tribal mentality. They're like, yeah, we need to eat stuff that our ancestors ate. And they're they're going out and they're looking for fucking corn like this and unripened watermelons <laughs> and shit. Like... Oh, that's good. They're eating little branches thinking it's carrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, the roots of a bush. Like, oh, I found a wild carrot, guys. <laughs> our ancestors didn't wash their vegetables yeah. either <laughs> just leave the dirt on it yeah yeah though the, the carrots another one too where the photo they show in all the articles is so terrible it's it's this it's just a, a brown gnarled root that looks it's not doesn't resemble carrot in any way no that could um, be the root then, of anything it right looks, exactly yeah uh, so dumb and, and then you you look up wild carrots and like they they look like regular carrots just you know smaller and in different colors sometimes that's like that's that's it um the the interesting one the so one of the other ones that's significantly different that's not just smaller in the wild is um the bananas uh so they they have these bananas that have just like giant um they the uh giant seeds in them uh, really that take up kind of most of the uh, banana flesh area yeah, they look like dog shit. and oh that okay. actually yeah exactly they, they don't looks good i think that looks good i'd eat that it looks like a pudding almost like a tapioca <laughs> <laughs> but i mean imagine it being like an underripe banana instead of pudding it looks yeah. like it looks like a <laughs> banana with walnuts yeah a bunch of like nuts like chopped walnuts stuff. well because i i've so, seen this I, before do... and we still have these though right like you, you can still get bananas like this i'm pretty sure i can go to the store and get bananas just like this oh yeah yeah like oh, okay so I, I just haven't seen them in person oh okay I mean, wild bananas still do exist, but I didn't realize they're still like in stores and stuff. Mm. But they're acting like there wasn't a wild version that was closer to what we have now. Like, and I think that's bullshit. Well, this thing, I don't think that matters because I was looking up the the history of bananas, and they've been domesticated for, or the the historical the records say they've been domesticated for uh, almost seven thousand years. Or they discovered in New Guinea um, around seven thousand years ago. And they, they started domesticating them and actually growing them intentionally then. And doing a little bit of, uh, you know, trying to understand really what goes into that and in, in, into selective breeding. Um, it can be over the course of a few years that there's a, a radical change to the point where they'll identify a new plant species. 
um, if they're they do it successfully enough. Now, like I don't think these uh, you know uh, I, I don't think these New Guineans are doing that, but I think over the course of let's say a thousand years, they can get something that resembles a modern banana and uh, pr- pretty easily just through um, you know eating and regrowing the bananas they actually want to eat. And um, with that, like for thousands of years at this point, I expect we've had modern bananas as opposed to like 200 or whatever they say. Yeah. God, that's so dumb. This is like the dumbest shit. This is just shit for like those. Yeah. Like the liver King fanboys that'll buy into any of those things. It's it's journalism to, to just lie to people to go make people go, wow. Thank God for modern science. Grandma, (laughs) I didn't know you were chewing on fucking dirty roots fucking 60 years ago. I mean, no, no, you're you're right with the the GMOs comment you made earlier, Aaron. Where there's it's a GMO, there ad. is a yes, there's a lot of defense and a lot of. Uh, I didn't realize how much PR went into um, went into GMOs and like uh, it's having to state definitively that they are necessary for the current economy and access to food and food security for the world. Yeah, th- it's uh, it's it's crazy. This is the GMO equivalent of like when they have an article about fluoride and how they have to state that it makes your smile white. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think like they're they're obfuscating the fact that we as a society have picked the best strains of like these watermelons, the best strains of carrots and the best strains of like all these different vegetables because they're the most edible, the, the most flavorful and they have the most nutrients. Right. It's like we, they're showing us all these yeah. variants of like cabbage. They're like, Oh, this cabbage looks like a weed. It's like, yeah, that doesn't look edible. That doesn't look appetizing. You show me like a cabbage that we eat and it's like, that looks good. You're like I'll eat that. <laughs> also look at this like natural peach 4,000 BC. This is what they're trying to claim. It, <laughs> It's a fucking maraschino cherry for the one (laughs) that they put up here. They're saying there's a a giant pit in it. They're claiming that it's 25 millimeters and that one third uh, stone, two thirds edible. Yeah. With a waxy skin. Tastes earthy, sweet, sour, and slightly salty. Oh, it's it's waxy and fucking nothing but pit. Fuck you. Like, they literally (laughs) just showed you a cherry. They they described the cherry here. Yeah. (laughs) Waxy skin. Sweet, sour, like, so they're saying peaches were cherries. That's it. That was their, that's their big claim. And based on nothing, they have no peach, they have no peaches from 4,000 years ago. Whoa. Excuse you. Um, Image credits, image credits to James Kennedy. Let me, let me click on this link. Uh, oh yeah, he, sorry. He has, he has like a number of different little diagrams, and I actually did click on this <laughs> the other day. Um, he, he has a number of uh, different little diagrams and mini, mini articles talking about, um, uh, like this specific phenomenon of old foods being different, old crops being different. He's trying to act like that's the only fucking peach that ever existed was this shitty cherry peach in China. And I just think that that's horseshit. Yeah. Uh, I, and I have no, I have no idea where he got this picture of a, a this is how they get people to just from. believe in science as a religion. This is no more than showing them a miracle from their God. Like, by just oh. claiming they did it. They didn't even have to do anything. Interesting. Yeah. That he really doesn't. He's this guy that wrote this article with like these pictures here. Uh he's a uh chemistry teacher in Melbourne, Australia. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Writing about food from 6000 years ago, I guess. 
and why GMOs are the best and you need well, to eat them all up. They've saved everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Great. Yep. Just just imagine in 1850, the potato famine probably happened because they only had access to tiny potatoes. Yeah, imagine that, how uh, fucking shitty those potatoes were. They're, well, they're the size of a grain of sand. You boil them, they'd evaporate into thin air. If science can solve the food shortage problem, hopefully they can solve the debt problem. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. This metal-rich, potato-shaped asteroid could be worth 10 quintillion. In August, NASA is sending an orbiter to the space object, which may be the partial remains of planet-forming material made of nickel and iron. So, they are claiming that there is an asteroid dubbed 16 Psyche that is made up... I never saw that part. Literally, they said Psyche in the fucking... <laughs> hey, it's worth uh, ten quintillion. Uh, psych. They, were, they crossed their fingers Another... behind their back when they published it online, too. <laughs> well, by the way, they uh, they already wrote this article three years ago in 2019 about sixteen psych, and in 2020 or in 2019. Sorry, in 2019, it was they estimated it was worth seven hundred quintillion. Oh wow! So it's significantly been is reduced. Inflation working backwards. It's been reduced. <laughs> I mean, I guess Joe Biden is reversing inflation. <laughs> so hey, hey, Psyche was discovered by Italian astronomer, uh, Italian astronomer um, Annibale de Gasparis on March 17, 1852. He named the asteroid for Psyche, the Greek goddess of the soul, who was born mortal and married Eros, the god of love. The 16 is because it's 1 16th the size of Earth. Oh, okay. Oh, so, fuck off. So how close does this asteroid get to us every, every Christmas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just asking for and a friend. And it's 1 16th the size of Earth is what they're claiming. So if if we were That's able to mine the entirety of this asteroid... Oh, sorry, the moon. Excuse me, the moon. The moon I was going to say, it has a the diameter moon. of 140 oh. miles. It's like, that is... So... <laughs> Yeah, they're saying if this asteroid, if we were able to mine everything and bring it back to Earth, everybody on Earth could be given $93 billion. Because that's how money works. No, well, obviously, they're like, well, obviously, if we had that much gold, then it wouldn't be worth as much. But still. Um, yeah, they didn't find this. This thing is fucking stupid. So they, they're just claiming that there's a fucking rock of gold. I can... Not even that. It's not even Floating gold. Around. It's just nickel and iron. Iron's not like a high commodity object. Like that, we have an overabundance of iron in in our earth. Like we can fucking dig up iron almost anywhere in the world. Like that's not. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like nickel? I don't know. Maybe. Here's but, like new shit that they don't. This this is one of my favorite parts of the article. This is new shit that they they just keep making up new things in space. If it turns out to be part of a metal core, it would be part of the very first generation of early cores in our solar system. What are they talking about? Have you ever heard about an early core fucking floating around space? They're just making up shit, new shit. 
because that's what, the only sort like the, source of nickel and iron. What's the I, purpose I of that though? What's the purpose of being like this is one of the earliest pieces of rocks in our solar system? It's like they're all just pieces. Like they were all <laughs> so at the same that. time. Hey, hey Bob, Bob. That's one day, true. one they day after the Earth the explodes, probably due to climate change uh, or an asteroid. One day when the Earth explodes, that will be us. A little what's left of our planet is just a little chunk of core floating about actually into another galaxy uh, hold on josh i know you're doing your thing but <laughs> bob you are fucking spot on if the big bang is real every fucking planet and rock and every single thing in the universe is exactly the same age well, it's like when the planet was formed is what it means. What planet? It's not it, a planet. It's a fucking piece of rock. <laughs> they're trying to pretend it's the core of a fucking plant. Old planet is basically what they're trying to do. And it's fucking stupid. So to, to call back to the 1800s again, this, this reminds me of um, some of those early American expeditions uh, like where where. They'll find or they'll talk about El Dorado, like a city of gold, or a Poyais, like make up a city of a gleaming in gold and all that. Where NASA is the the modern, um, you know, <laughs> you're right, charlatan. Uh, NASA is the mar- modern charlatan America explorer, um, who's just making up this frontier, making up in, in, indescribable wealth in this frontier that we don't have access to Dude, whatever those what are those little things called the little bear things or whatever they're called the immortal the oh oh the um, microscopic guys uh the the the, the, the I, 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 uh about. the little bear they things have, the things they have in star trek yeah too. what are they, like, what little, are they called I, I i can't remember like little like space anyways, bears or whatever tardigrade tardigrade yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah tardigrade so anyways I they, think that's it they take those and they're like, "Oh, we put them in space, and they we found out that they're invincible uh, because they can survive in a vacuum, and then they come back to life." And they're the, they literally just like you said with your city of gold. They're like literally claiming they found the first key to the fountain of youth in space. <laughs> like they have the same <laughs> fucking stories. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh my god. Uh, oh, it's tardigrades. There's the fountain of youth out there. I tell you, and it's hidden on an asteroid of gold. <laughs> So <laughs> we got po- po- uh, uh, Cortez and McGregor are uh, proto NASA astronauts. I can't wait till we find Martians and kill them with space blankets. <laughs> you mean weighted blankets? Wait, <laughs> 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 okay, hold on. So uh, nine months uh, after the Sykes spacecraft, spacecraft launches from NASA's Kennedy Space Center this summer, the orbiter will travel travel past Mars and use the red planet's gravity to slingshot itself towards the asteroid, per a statement. After it arrives in 2026, the spacecraft will spend 21 months mapping and studying the asteroid from 435 miles above its surface. So they actually have a fucking mission to go scope this shit out. What the fuck? Well, a fake one, obviously. Don't get your hopes up, Josh. That's that's pretty soon too. Yeah, intram- yeah. Uh, this summer they're launching it. Um, so I I've never heard news about this. I, I it was never big news in my in my news feed, and I'm on sciencenews.org almost every day. I I swear to God, they have you been noticed that they do that a lot more, where they're just like, oh yeah yeah, we sent this thing out that you never heard of them launching, like when they did the dart thing when they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we launched a thing to knock that asteroid off course You're like what i mean 
it's a, it's a shame that NASA doesn't have the proper budget to for a science communication department. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We might actually know about some of these important discoveries and things happening. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. <laughs> But yeah, that's it. Oh, oh don't well, forget. We're all going to be billionaires once we go mine this rock that we're totally going to get to mine. Don't forget, they had to get a statement from the scientists uh, reminding everyone that we don't know what we're going to find. And I'm expecting us to be entirely surprised. It's like, good job, guys. <laughs> I'm expecting us to not do anything because we never do any of the things they say we're going to do, ever. And there's never any proof that they can actually do any of this shit. <laughs> hey, if we're still doing this show in 2026, uh, after we live stream, um, have a live stream party for the, the moon landing, uh, we'll, we'll follow up on this story. It depends on how many um, uh, moon launches that they're going to delay, you know, before you kill yourself, Josh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Every delay so takes a chunk make, of Josh's I don't think I can make Josh's it past May 2025. <laughs> That's what happens. That's why he's a robot with no soul now. He's had he's gone through 50 years of fucking moon delays. We got to get a bigger budget ASAP. We got to save Josh. Yeah. They're always one billion short every year. That's literally their excuse of- every time. If we just had one more billion dollars, we would have been to the moon. Ugh. Well, that, now it's if we just have one billion more dollars, we won't have to delay again. Yeah, exactly. we'll be on our normal delayed schedule. Yeah. All right, and we have inspirational. We have Bobby calling in to bring us into the the start of Black History Month. Oh, perfect. Everyone's talking about race stuff again with these five black cops getting color edited in CNN to look white, killing a black guy, and I'm sick of race stuff. I thought some nice, wholesome content like the glaring, obvious, and well-studied correlation between psychopathy and homosexuality. <laughs> well, <laughs> is that uh, well documented? Uh, I, I think it's uh, it might be, but it's not well reported. I, I wouldn't say. I don't know about psychopathy, but Bobby, I like shitting on the gays as much as the next guy. But you better you add some context to that. <laughs> Tell, give me a starting point there besides just yeah. your psychopathic you give us a starting point and we'll do a deep dive yeah that? hell yeah hey, i need more on that Bobby, i i believe you at face value and i'm also in support of uh replacing black history month uh, with a second gay history month <laughs> <laughs> second totally forgot about that <laughs> and then we have a first time caller calling in Hey guys, uh, this is Aaron's father, and uh, I just wanted to tell you that I have now binged through all 126 episodes of OK Homo, and that's a statement I never thought I would ever hear myself make. Uh, (laughs) Getting real bored driving trucks. I I wanted to let you know, you guys are um, really sick, twisted pieces of work. Uh, No, I'm actually very proud of you. you. Um, don't worry, I uh, won't get any of my stupid boomer stank on your exquisitely witty millennial paradise there. Um, I just, <laughs> uh, as one of the started off by leaving a three minute voicemail, I completely understand and respect not believing the bullshit official narratives out there. And I, <sighs> I have to give you kudos on figuring that out at such a young age. Kudos? A lot of people never do and uh, stay dolts or all Yeah, kudos. Um, fucking boomer uh, retard. By the way, the. <laughs> The naps as a a 
form of resistance thing that lady in episode 125 the bit you guys did on that made me laugh so hard i almost drove my fucking truck off the road <laughs> okay um so as you the to get to the questions you guys always ask but there's two subjects on the show that you guys have made me really think about um one is flat earth believe it or not and the other is uh space is fake and gay um and those are two things i never really thought that much about um and i know that there's more there's much more to it than normies would ever actually consider and that that comes from somebody who's a former united states air force satellite communications tech all right so i know a lot about the helical model um and satellite communications and i realized you know they never really did prove to me that we ever put anything in space oddly um and oh, that's strange the guy is supposedly the, running the satellites oh, gun to my head um is the holocaust Uh-oh. real well, let's say it's so exaggerated, it's almost a lie. Um, and the space, the subject I think you guys should broach um, is the Hudson Bay Company, East India Trading Company, and how they were kind of like the precursors to a one-world government, and um, you know, the an, like a, a non-government organization, sort of like running the world. Um, hey, I just wanted to tell you guys, great job. The show is really good. It's very, very funny. It's much, much better since Aaron got rid of the shitty uh, uh, microphone. <laughs> but, uh, but also, yeah, you've, you've done a also great true. job on it. Congratulations. <laughs> Take care. Well, thanks, Jim. I love that. That was a good call-in. For future reference in boomer terms, a fucking 30-second voicemails. Holy shit. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I, can, I will say it was a video essay. I do have a bunch of notes on uh, the the English and Dutch East India companies and the, the foundation of the central banks and all that fun stuff. So um, maybe worth getting into on the show sometime soon. That's great. We bitch at oh, Bobby yeah. for not giving us the starting point, and then Aaron's dad just comes and gives us a new research topic. It's great. This is what you're supposed to do, Bobby. Take some <laughs> notes. Just not that long, obviously. Josh, make the East India Trading Company episode a two-parter that we never follow up on. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that's exactly how my notes are formatted right now. So Perfect. I think I'm, I think I'm ready. All right. See you next All week. Right, uh, I guess that's the show. Thanks, guys. You've got mail. What the fuck? Don't tell me you don't like my show. Whatever. Fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat.